0: The way you said that makes it sound like some YouTube reaction video. Debate could react to new topic arguments.
1: <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Next Off, a Victory Breeze podcast. I'm Lawrence joined by Chris and Jacob. We're a podcast discussing all things Circuit linking Douglas Debate, and we publish new episodes eh, whenever we feel like it, I guess. Um, this is our 10th episode where we'll be discussing the laws topic and uh, our reaction to it, especially given the Blake and CPS tournaments that just happened. Uh, but before we jump in and discuss the topic, we just wanted to remind our listeners that we have a Google form linked in the description where you can submit feedback or suggestions for future topics, which I think we're going to get to over the break. Um, finally, thanks to Victor Briefs for sponsoring this podcast. Victory Briefs is a summer debate institute and publisher of debate materials, which you can learn more about at victorybriefs.com. And we've just announced the dates and locations for our summer locations. We'll discuss some of our core thoughts on this topic after this short break. Okay, so unlike, I guess, uh, some of the other episodes where we've discussed the topic, some tournaments have already happened, uh, most notably the college prep tournament and the Blake tournament. Um, And so I guess this will be less of a sort of traditional formal topic analysis where we go through like definitions and arguments and and like some of the core topic controversies. And instead, it'll mostly be, I think, you know, sort of reaction to some of the arguments that have been read this last weekend at the tournament, as well as sort of predictions as to future directions for where this topic will end up going. I guess a good place to start then is perhaps just like maybe the, you know, what the topic means uh, and how it's been interpreted and perhaps some misconceptions in how it's been misinterpreted uh, regarding the sort of relevance of the definitional debate over what constitutes a lethal autonomous weapon. I feel like I've t- I talked a, b- a little bit about this um, in my topic analysis for the briefs, but I think one of the mistakes that I think people are making, although I'm sure you all, you know, have different thoughts and perspectives on this, is that a lot of people are interpreting this sort of definitional dispute over what constitutes a lethal autonomous weapon, because, you know, it's not really clear what they are given a lot of ambiguities that are sort of inherent in trying to define what autonomous really means. And they've, I think, mostly decided to interpret this as a topicality issue, um, sort of an issue of like what, you know, weapons the affirmative is sort of allowed to discuss within the bounds of the topic, and sort of less of where I think it actually matters, which is a sort of substantive concern over the challenges of defining what a lethal autonomous weapon is and how that affects the efficacy of a ban. And so I don't want, really want to rehash my entire brief here, but I was just like wondering what your all thoughts on um, sort of the relevance of the definitional dispute slash ambiguity is to the topic and how it plays out.
0: Uh, yeah, I think I'm in agreement with you on that. Uh, I've already seen um, at the, the uh, I like a lot of people are, are reading, this as like a spec shell. And I assume that's not motivated by like people's genuine concerns that the topic needs to be more specific so much as like debaters are lazy and want to recycle their spec shells and just cut like one new card for this topic. Uh, But I don't think that's really the way to go about it. Um, Like if if the AF were to stand up and say like very explicitly, like, I don't know what this term means. I can't really define it clearly, but we should definitely (laughs) create a legal legal ban on it and draw the line here. That doesn't strike me as like a a really strategic AF, some strategic AF. And so, like, it has like to clearly define what LAWS are and how, like, a how we could like legally demarcate those. That seems more of a problem for the app than than a than a benefit. So I don't think it's really unfair for the app not to specify. I think it's more so like unstrategic for the app not to have a good definition of LAWS. There is a lot, a lot of literature in the context of like like people who disagree with a ban on LAWS making this exact argument as like a substantive challenge to the ban. Like we couldn't really pin this down, which means it wouldn't effectively. Uh, lead to like you know banning all the things we need to ban and be circumvented that sort of thing, and I think that's a my much more substantive way to raise is sort of you can't um, define LAWs clearly objection because like specification is just like never a good or persuasive argument.
2: Yeah, I guess I'm a little bit more sympathetic to it on this topic maybe than than you are, Jacob, because I do think for a number of the arguments the negative is making where you draw the line on autonomous weapons could theoretically matter whether those are relevant and apps who are super ambiguous, but then are able to sort of make things clearer in the one AR could be a real big concern. So at the, one of the debates in the literature on LAWs is where you draw the line between human in the loop, on the loop, off the loop, and like where on that spectrum they become autonomous. And a lot of the, uh, you know, systems negative evidence talked about being good and effective, maybe falls on the wrong side of that line for some people. So if the app is able to, and the one AR say, Whoa, like, Sure, this drone technology is great, but it's human, like in the loop or on the loop, and that's not an autonomous weapon in the one AR, that can be pretty devastating. So I think trying to get some clarity on that makes some sense for the neg, depending on what their, their basket of arguments is.
0: The way I would think about it is this is so supposing the app hasn't like defined anything in the AC. I, I think at that point, it, it, it makes sense to say, like, the AF doesn't have just, like, a unilateral, like, right to define however they want come the 1AR. Like, you couldn't just, just sort of, like, LAWs are landmines now. And just, be like, that's the new AF. Uh, and then, I'd just, like, stuck debating the land. The, uh, I would think that if, if the AF wants to argue that, like, the LAW should be defined a certain way in the 1AR, they would need to have, like, a good definition and a reason to prefer that definition. You know, like, if you were going to introduce, like, a perm to the of argument, you'd, like, read a card saying LAWs mean this, and you'd have a, a good reason for that. And so if you're the negative and you're hitting an app that doesn't define, and you've got an argument that maybe hinges on how you define LAWs, I think the answer is just it should be incumbent upon you to have a definition of LAWs that says your arg is included. And then either that definition is a good and reasonable one, you can just win that, that link to the argument. Like LAWs does include defensive weapon systems, insert defensive weapons DA. Or maybe the definition was tenuous in the first place, and then this is just like a valid af answer that like your DA hinged on like a, a tenuous definition of LAWs.
2: Yeah, see, a lot of apps are going to have definitions, but that definition will be not useful for making the kind of distinctions that are relevant for the neg. Um, I see the spec show, like putting it out there, reading it every once in a while, having it on the wiki, as a way of kind of just forcing the app to answer those questions and make it a little bit cleaner, a little bit of leverage for the neg. So do I think it's a great argument? No. Do I think it makes sense for negs who are making those arguments sort of put it out there, get it on their wiki, make apps think twice and like actually answer some questions. I think strategically that can make some sense. Uh,
0: Now, this isn't super specific to this topic, but it will be applicable to this topic. But some trend I've noticed in in the past year, especially in LD, but I think this has kind of been broadly true for a while, is like apps I think are much more terrified of bad theory ergs than they need to be. Uh, And so, like, as a practical matter, I think what you're saying will probably work because AFs are just, like, absolutely, like, scared shitless of of, having to debate, oh, God, the specification shell, Uh, and will, like, just comply with absurd stuff if you show some propensity for reading it. I think, realistically, if you're AF and you're worried about spec, the answer is not just, like, specify a million random things in your AF. The answer is just write a decent answer to spec and beat it. Because I think that the, 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 the thing you get yourself into uh, by meeting spec is infinitely more scary than what you're avoiding. Like, oh, I could debate like a bad generic theory shell or I could grant the neg links to like every specific disadvantage process, counter plan, picket they want to read. And all of a sudden all of my theory objections that becomes you know, so much less compelling when I've explicitly said in my app, these things are competitive arguments. Uh, I, would, I would not be just handing out links to everything if I were the affirmative. Um, just to avoid a bad theory argument. And so yeah, I think, I think you're right that AFs will do that. I really think they shouldn't though. So uh, yeah, I
2: largely agree uh, with what you said, Jacob. I think one thing that's gonna lead as down that road a little bit more on this topic, even than usual is on the surface level, at least the negative has access to a lot of evidence that makes specs sound pretty compelling. Um, arguments about how defining laws is like very key to the substantive discussion of banning them could be spun really well uh, at least on the surface, for the negative, negative. Um, and I think it will lead the app down the road of probably
0: over-specifying. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that they, the the NAG will have no lack of flashy-looking spec cards. Mm.
1: I don't know if I've seen this happen yet, but uh, I, almost certainly this will inevitably occur, where the NAG will like read the definition's key on this topic as a spec argument, the 1AR will like, kind of mishandle it, and then it'll get cross-applied to substance in the 2NR, which, you know... Seems smart, but also, like, ew, spec, so I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, is this even that much of a concern in the sense that, like, how many apps are actually, like, well, a- actually, the question should be, like, then, you know, what's the relevance of the sort of definitional ambiguity in a world in which most affirmatives are not defending the whole resolution? They're just kind of specking, you know, one subset of lethal autonomous weapons to defend, um, and then claiming, like, that is a lethal autonomous weapon. Um, you know, it, does this definitional ambiguity then matter all that much? Is that a majority of all apps? I mean, at circuit tournaments, I would say how many how many of them are whole res? Like, I, I wasn't paying super close attention to sort of overall wiki trends, but I think every app that like Harker debated was in some way specifying a subset of lethal autonomous weapons. All of the apps that I judged were were specifying some subset, except for like the two novel like basically like you know I, I was judging like a you know relatively low bracket round, in which case like they were defending the whole res. But you know, maybe that, this that's is it.
0: more of a Cali thing. Um... Because I was at I, Almost I certainly, it. yes. Yeah, I'm uh, sure, I'm sure yeah, the, the, yeah. the Cali kids will have their, their normal irreverence towards the resolution. Um, at Blake, I saw a little bit of specification, but I don't think it was the predominant trend. The mm-hmm. two apps I saw were specifying nuclear command and control and then specifying uh, just one particular missile that Russia has.
1: So it's not really a missile, but uh, we'll, we'll get to yeah, it. It's, it's, it's like an like
0: autonomous Underwater vehicle. Under-seed drone, yeah. Um, it's got this torpedo aspect to it, but it launches missiles.
1: You know, even if it's not a majority of affirmatives that are specifying, let's say, one you know, subset of lethal autonomous weapons, there are at least some not insignificant minority of affirmatives specifying them. And then in this case, like, what's the relevance of the definition of it? I would imagine, like, it still matters somewhat because, like... You know, if you define, say, like, X weapon, which is, you know, plausibly a lethal autonomous weapon, there still has to be, like, a definition of lethal autonomous weapon that is, you know, forwarded either implicitly or explicitly, which, like, does seem to matter, you know, if, if that could be used to justify, like, overarching bans that, like, spill over to, like, banning a bunch of weapons that you, like, probably don't want to ban. Um, or if it's, like, too narrow, then it just, like, ends up doing, you know, very little and, like, lacks very strong basis for, like, for, for a, a strong legal basis for the ban. Um,
2: yeah, I, I think that's true. I think the definition becomes relevant even in a lot of the, the purportedly sort of whole res arguments that people are making. So for example, there's this accountability argument that's pretty common in the literature, like who is in fact accountable if something bad happens to the law, right? The question of whether uh, an autonomous weapon spans the entire sort of range from human in the loop to human on the loop to human off the loop does seem relevant to the question of whether accountability can be meaningful. Uh, in a world of law, right, it's much easier to imagine an accountability regime for human in the loop than it is for human off the loop, for example. It might be possible, but it's more difficult. So I think on the margins there, there's definitely a relevance.
0: I've got a, a bit of a long rant here, which is, I think, and I'm not going to say this is true for every uh, app that specifies, because um, it obviously seems possible that some good apps might exist that specify. But my impression of everyone I've seen thus far is that they're all fake and they are all thinking that they're getting around, this problem of like LAWs is ambiguous. And they're really just making the problem like 20 times worse for themselves. Uh, Because like, just think about the problem that the the neg is raising here. It's just like, how do you clearly define what counts as like an LAW in the first place? Like that's not like a a well-defined legal and we can't like pick and choose. Then Apple replaced that with just like, some new thing they, they themselves have invented is like the specific thing we should ban. So for example, if like in a round I judged, um, this is actually gonna be picking one of uh, Chris's stu- students because y- y'all's, y'all's team was reading this. So it's like, just ban this one random like underwater vehicle thing that Russia's got, the status six. And there's, there's like all states should come together and just like ban the status six. What the hell does that mean? Does that just ban like Russia's the one named Status Six? If if China created like a an equivalent or superficially different thing and did call the Status Six, is that not banned? If Russia upgrades it and just calls it the Status Seven now, is that not banned? I don't know what it means to ban the Status Six in a way that's meaningful or solves anything. It's like if if you just like or like tanks are bad, you just ban the Panzer or something like that, like. (laughs) Like it just, it, I, I haven't the foggiest idea, like how the AF answers this. Like it just, it's like every problem of like, how do you define laws becomes so much worse when you're just like ban this one random name of one random weapon with card zero saying this actually makes sense or could be enforced or wouldn't be circumvented yeah, the, or anything The language
2: that of a ban there makes it super, that does not make sense 100%. And making something that's specific to like one sort of technology that one country is developing a ban that's international is also very strange you ban capabilities you don't ban uh or you can regulate capabilities of weapons you can't ban a particular weapon type like a like a weapon token right if you will uh doesn't make sense to me uh it needs to be focused on capabilities that are constitutive of autonomous weapons
0: yeah I, i judge the staff versus just like a relatively local debater who she just had some like decent analytics on the case. She was like, this doesn't make sense. How do we ban this? Countries will just develop a different vehicle and call it the same thing. And the app was just like, nah, Fiat solves. And I, I decided quite quickly that Fiat did not solve and well, voted so maybe, negative in this round. Maybe
2: we should get into that discussion because I think that's yeah. a kind of a theme as well. The reliance on Fiat uh, to sort of get around a lot of the sort of real problems that exist with uh, the idea of a ban
0: um, in the literature. Yeah, my impression is that FIAT does not solve many of these. Uh, Not nearly as many as debaters seem to have been claiming that it solves. Like, all all that you get to assume is, like, yes, like, we definitively do ban this thing. Like, we pass a law, like, states come together and, like, sign a treaty where they, like, create a new ban or they work it into, like, the CCW regime or something to that effect. Right. that doesn't mean that like every country now follows it. Like you don't just get to assume that like, like if the NPT exists, no country like ever uses nukes anymore or something to that effect.
2: So let's, let's, uh, let's actually flesh that out a little bit because I could see a lot of people sitting right now being like, well, why not? Like if we have a topic like the federal jobs guarantee and the neg was like, but like maybe after they pass the bill, they just won't do it. Um, people would probably see that as
1: absurd. So what, what's the difference? Yeah, or, or perhaps analogously, like you know, states ought to eliminate their nuclear weapons or whatever. Like people were just like, ah, oh, like eliminate, you know. C- clearly, they just like vanish, disappear. You know, why 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 does that assumption not get to exist on this topic? Yeah.
0: Well, it also didn't get to exist on that topic. I, yeah, I don't think just, it got like, on that topic. Egregiously as well. <laughs> overclaiming what they got to defend and just Agreed. like. I- ignoring like most neg literature. Like I-, I thought what debaters did to the nukes topic was an absolutely a- a horrendous. Like the best neg args, there were such good cards about security dilemmas mm. and that sort of mutual mistrust. And every app was just like, ah, fiat solves that. The transition. And negs were just, yeah, transition concerns. Nags were just like too terrified of being like, no, fiat doesn't solve, it. like actually read those args. And I was so sad. Um, so, But so, so Jake, maybe let's
2: drill down. Would you agree that if a neg got up and said like, on the last topic of November, December, sure you pass a jobs guarantee, but like maybe they just they don't do it. You would probably be like, "That's not a thing." So what's the difference?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I think the Im- important concern here is like like very fundamentally related to like what the, the agent of action is, right? Like with the the jobs guarantee, you've just got this this one country passing a law to make itself do a thing, right? That's no different than if I were like, you know, I'm considering whether I want to buy a handgun. And I decide, I think like handguns are bad, and I could just choose not to buy a handgun. And it seems pretty trivial that like if I came to the conclusion I shouldn't buy a handgun, I could then just, of my own volition, not do that thing. This topic, if you analogize it um, in a similar way to like individual choices, like we imagine the states were just individual people, be like, like should individuals in society come together and like, like pass a referendum banning handguns, right? And what you're essentially fiatting is like. Like every concerned individual should, yeah, they should totally vote for like a handguns ban and you know get that passed into law. But does that then mean you get to assume that like everyone now follows it, that all those other people who signed the bill are totally going to do it? And maybe from your own perspective, you could decide like, yeah, I'm I'm totally going to sign this law and follow it. But that gives you no reason to believe that like other people in general will, there's no sort of like mutual knowledge, like fiat doesn't like, make every state like, a function of the hive mind or something like that. And so even if like I genuinely believe that, and Lawrence genuinely believe that, and you genuinely believe that, if we don't know each other has that like deep, genuine intention, then there's no like mutual trust there. There's no assumption that you can make that would allow you to just like fiat away or ignore relevant concerns of like, our state's going to cheat and that sort of thing.
2: So... I'm gonna, I'm gonna make two statements to back up what you say and then one thing that pushes back a little bit, um, maybe from what a student would be thinking about this. So I think two relevant differences here between like, a US topic and this topic uh, would be one, that domestic law is generally like self-executing, right? You pass a law and that just means that it happens, right? The federal agency is kicking the gear, it happens. There's no like, second step to that. Um, with international law, that's not the case. Right. you sign a treaty. You still then have to like implement that domestically through an entirely different legal process. Right, it's not self-executing in the same way. Uh, it's two steps at least. That's number one why there's a difference. You can't by saying you sign a treaty that bans it. I don't think you necessarily get that second part that the domestic legislation happens and goes according to plan. And number two is just thinking about what kind of concerns are raised in those you know, actual policy debates. So in the U.S., if someone said you know, as an argument against FJG, well, what if the government just doesn't do it after we pass the law? you like, what do you mean? The question is whether we should do it or not, right? That's what we're debating about, right? That's not a relevant concern. On the other hand, with the treaty, whether we sign on to like a nuclear ban treaty, a very relevant concern is whether other countries will actually follow through with it. Uh, that's like the core of the discussion from a singular country's point of view. So I think that's a big difference. To push back a little bit, though, you said we can't assume You know, each country functions as a hive mind. Well, why can't we assume that each country, right, that we're fiatting each country individually, right? So you say, like, as an individual voting for referenda, you can sort of make the assumption that you're not going to buy a gun because you you voted for this thing. Well, why is it the case that you're taking the point of view of one country in a, you know, looking at all the other countries, you know, from the outside um, on this topic and that you're not doing like each individual country on their own making the choice? and you're fiating kind of all of them at the same time, but individually. And then the concern, and then, and then so of the Nails, you say, well then, well, how do we trust each other? Well, maybe that means that the negative gets like a, a miscalculation or like a trust this ad, but they don't get to say you don't actually implement. They don't get like a, a circumvention. Yeah.
1: Can I guess that Nails' answer is gonna be oddly similar to the one that he gave on episode three of this podcast related <laughs> to the news topic? <laughs> I don't remember,
0: but probably. Okay. I voice? do. I do view this as a very similar problem to the nukes topic problem. Yeah. Um, so uh, I assume this is not what you're getting at, but I guess a related concern that you know someone might also have is like, what if like we assume that like the UN or some like international body is like one big global agent? And I'm going to address that really fast because that just came to mind. Uh, it's not obvious to me that like the topic couldn't be interpreted as is something like that, but like if you're assuming that the actor is like the UN, then obviously there's no way that the UN has the authority to like fiat other states you know, comply or anything like that. Uh, Now your objection is more on the lines of just like, oh, we're assuming each individual state and each individual state could like simultaneously like pass this ban and also do that. And I think the the relevant concern here is in terms of each individual state could, I think, validly assume like I will comply with this. Like I could validly assume that if I sign a handguns ban that I will then um, follow through with that. The problem is that for each individual state, the uncertainty exists for every other state. And I think people are misinterpreting this notion of fiat as as like, fiat means that just like I've waved a wand that like causes this thing to happen. So like if I've said like the US ought to do this and Russia ought to do this and China ought to do this, that means they in fact now just won't, which is I think a misrepresentation of it. It's more to the effect of, I'm saying they ought to do this, so it's not particularly relevant whether they factually will or won't. Uh, and so you're not like actually like causing it to happen by voting affirmative. You're just saying we don't need to figure out whether it will happen to decide whether to vote affirmative. And that's only true for like your own choices, right? Like, because you you have control over your own choices or a state has control over its own choices. And like the app isn't like causing Russia to like actually ne- never develop LAWs. So when deciding like, should the US do this? You don't get to just like assume like, in matter of fact, or in matter of, like, supposition that, like, yes, Russia definitely is complying. Uh, and then when you're dec- deciding, like, should Russia do this, you don't get to assume the U.S. is complying. And so basically, like, for every country, there's, like, a real other countries might circumvent disad. And when you evaluate it, like, on each individual country, you realize that there's, there's no way for them to know that, like, other countries are complying and so forth. And so what you would need is, for example, like, some good evidence that, like, we could effectively monitor these things. Like we would have measures of making it open and transparent, so like the U.S. could know whether Russia's cheating and then know whether to trust them or not, something to that effect. But you don't just get to sort of assume. I think a good example for this is like the the prisoner's dilemma, right? Like if you and Lawrence are in two separate rooms and are like negotiating with the cops, and we're discussing what you and Lawrence should do, the the question of what Chris should do has to be, you know, from the perspective of we don't know what Lawrence should do. And the question of what Lauren should do has to be from the perspective of, we don't know what
1: Chris should do. Lauren's a so we all know it. So it's pretty yeah,
2: clear.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, Chris is I definitely because you, you know, I watched one video stuff. on what the Nash equilibrium is and now I always just defect because, you know. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. And so you don't get to be like, ah, fiat solves the prisoner's dilemma. There's no such thing as a prisoner's dilemma. Why does fiat? They both do that. And I think that just proves the ridiculousness of this notion of fiat. Is it just like, it removes what is in fact the main core dilemma of like, international bans of weapons is that there's a security dilemma and you don't get to just like fiat away reality to the point of making it a (laughs) non-issue. If you could do that, you just like fiat, they never go to war, problem solved. Like it would just render the topic trivial. Which if you recall
2: was, I think our suggestion against some of these ridiculous apps on the nukes topic. Yes. And And is also, I think think a
1: reasonable suggestion on this topic as well. Um, And I was correct. That was indeed almost word for word, Dale's answer from episode three of this podcast. (laughs) Need some new material, Nails.
0: Yeah. Well, if debaters just debated right in the first place and didn't make the same mistakes, I would have new material to, to introduce.
2: Mm. At least make mm-hmm. new mistakes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just don't rehash the old mistakes. Find new ways
1: to, to mess up. So I, I think that like leads us to then maybe two things that i can think of off the top of my head so one is just like you know apps that are then just single countries and they're just like ah, i don't really want to deal with this problem let's just like have china ban a weapon or russia ban the six or the u.s ban something or whatever and then correspondingly the number of picks which are also about single countries not banning weapons um, so like there's a very popular china pick running around which is like all states except for china should ban lethal autonomous weapons china should keep them it's key to like china's he- hegemony and like china hedge good or something like that um, you know what what Which one do we want to start on? You start with the the AF discussion. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like
0: the pretty obvious answer is they're just not topical. Um, Like the end, like very clearly the topic says states should do it. It It is not about one country doing it. I'm not even sure like, 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 in what sense is that even an aff on the topic rather than just like a non-topical China performance or something to that effect? <laughs> like, you're not even trying to explain how you, you've affirmed the topic. You're just like, I've got vaguely relevant literature. It's in the direction of the topic. You're just a K-debater at that point.
2: To be fair, nails like, I think, I think our position on that is pretty clear. These are not yeah. topical That said, yeah. there are giant portions of the country where judges yeah. are just going to ignore that. There's going to be like, yes. states, one state, whatever, it's fine.
1: Yeah, Um, just as a side note, the, like, amount of paradigms that are just, like, I categorically refuse to vote on Tea is just, like, absurd. Like, maybe you don't like it, maybe you like your policy debates, whatever. The fact that you would categorically refuse to vote on an argument, absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah, the this notion that like californians speak english in a fundamentally different way than everyone else is is bizarre to me but it seems to be that that <laughs> the, the, the entire west coast has just decided english works a different way than it, it very clearly does and in a different way from they themselves very clearly speak you
2: know what i would actually really appreciate californians who just get together whenever a topic is released just release their version of it so at least we know what we're doing <laughs> yeah. So yeah california yeah. <laughs> tennis, this is the topic it's like a take yeah. on the the actual topic Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, one or more of the following states ought to ban lethal autonomous yeah, weapons. There let's you just, go. Let's yeah, let's have, have California get on it.
0: Yeah, I just I just judged a debate that I thought was very indicative of this. And wasn't even a Californian. So I, perhaps being a little bit overly mean to the Californian specifically, because a lot of debaters have the same sort of fault. The AF, uh, this is from the FJG topic. It's the last term of the FJG topic, On is it or Newman? The AF was just some like very questionably topic, like nurses only AF. And the neg was like, that's not topical. And they're like a D T-shell. And the AF was just like, grammar who cares about it words don't mean anything and like that that was their answer they didn't didn't even attempt to read a definition explaining how this app met the topic like there's no definition of fjg introduced by the app in the round and there's like i don't care about words there's like exactly the sort of thing you'd expect like a a wholly non-topical app to say versus like t framework and the two and r stands up and is just like gotcha I'm not even going for like a, like a semantics argument. I'm not even gonna make the argument that this has no relation whatsoever to the words of the resolution. It's not attempted to um, read a definition. I'm just gonna go for like limits in the abstract are a good thing. And like my interpretation that has some passing resemblance to the resolution is like just more limited. And that's I, some, that's the, some galaxy the, brand nonsense right there. The, the Neg just thought this was like so strategic. Like I've got you. I'm not going to make the best Neg argument. <laughs> you have not even <laughs> attempted to explain your relationship between the app and the topic. And I'm just going to talk about whether like big limits or small limits in the abstract are good. And I was just, it was just like, like what are people's conceptions of what like being topical means at this point, that it has no relationship between like your plan and the words and the resolution. <laughs> it's just like some purely like, unconnected question of like the subset of cases you've chosen is like a more desirable subset of the cases that I've chosen and not based on like what the, the topic actually says. There's just so, so weird to me to think that that is where we are at this point.
1: All right. But setting aside these very reasonable and real concerns uh, yeah, single country Fs.
0: What does it even mean for a single country to ban something? Like Take the, the statistics thing we're talking about in a second for Russia. Like, What is the difference between that and Russia just like not doing that thing? Like Russia is not like legislating that countries can't use this thing. They're just no longer doing it. I'm well, not even sure so how these single countries acts count as like banning in any meaningful sense. I,
2: I, I can see a world in which they do count as a ban, right? So we we have weapons bans uh, sort of in law already in the United States. If you think about it, right? They just exist as like we define some sort of set of capabilities, and the military isn't allowed to develop weapons that have those capabilities. The Development of weapons often happens kind of differently than, le- than legislation. There's not like a bill passed for each type of munition that we use, right? We give broad uh, authority and funding to the Pentagon and they kind of do some things. Sometimes we say you have to do this and you can't do that, but they have a lot of discretion. So, a ban would just be you can't ever develop weapons that have these capabilities within the discretion that you have. Um, I think that does make sense. When it gets to like this particular missile with this name, then I think that. Your concern is real.
0: So now if I understand you correctly, the way you're interpreting this is like the app is like an interagency thing. Like the, the legislative branch needs to like prohibit the military from doing this thing. And yep. I could see an app like that that discussed like maybe war powers or something like obviously setting aside the other topical issues that make this independently bad. But like, the, like that, I could at least see like, oh, you're, you're arguing for a ban. I have not yet seen an app that looks like that, like the (laughs) legislative branch, or the judicial branch needs to like hold the executive in check. There's like, this thing is bad. And so like, I'm not sure in what sense these apps are even pushing for like legislative checks versus like, like the military just doesn't do this thing. Like what if the military just like stopped funding and chose not to do it uh, or has any defense of like that as a mechanism or anything like that. No app has even attempted to like defend that, that interpretation as far as I've seen, not the ones that I've seen. Maybe there are that are like, like, legislative war powers in the United States need to, like, hey, there, uh, there's, be like be re- resuscitated. And, but, like, this particular ban is key to do that. But, like, that's not the ones I'm seeing.
2: So there's actually, there actually is some literature on this, uh, particularly in the context of the U.S., where basically there's articles that say the military is kind of doing this two-step, where they say, like, we, we are, de- we're not ever going to develop, like, fully autonomous weapons. Like, don't need to worry about it. It's not a problem. Like, we'll never do this. And in the background, they're doing a lot of things that look very much like that. And it's because they're kind of exploiting the ambiguity over what a law is. Right? They're building out all these capabilities, but they're putting up a straw man of like what they are and saying we won't do them. And so clarifying that from a legislative point of view and putting real guardrails on the capabilities, that makes sense.
1: I mean, wait, so Nails, like to you, the statement, something like the United States ought to ban like flamethrowers is just like a nonsense statement to you? Well, I assume that's like preventing individuals like Elon Musk from like buying the in Flamethrower,
0: which seems very different.
2: But, but like, yeah, let's say like the US, you know, actually signed on to the landmines treaty. Right. We passed legislation. that's like our military cannot use landmines anymore. That's a ban.
0: I would, I would think that, yeah, like if you had like some broader like intercountry treaty, then I think that counts. Like, again, like analogizing this to like imagine like an individual like if I was like, I'm going to ban myself from owning a handgun. Like in what sense is that different or better for me just not owning a handgun. And that's the way I'm viewing these like single country apps is it's just like, like if one country is just like, we're not going to develop this technology and the only constraint that prohibits us from developing this is that like, until we change our minds and then just do develop it, um, so then so I'm not I sure in what do, meaningful sense it's a band. I can understand I like if it's like an they're... interagency thing, you're like this agency bans his other agency. I, I, then I think you, you, starting to get there but like the, the key difference i think from like the the treaty versus just like this country decides not to do this is like there's some external mechanism that's going to like hold you to account which isn't true if it's just like country decides not to use this weapon anymore
2: so i think there's there's a little bit more to it than and whether this actually shows up in arguments i think is a separate question but i do think like the framework of a ban versus choosing not to do something is a substantive distinction that makes a lot of sense so for example in IR, you could say like the signal of that makes a big difference. The U.S. passing a law that says, you know, um, so for example, like no first use. Mm-hmm. If the U.S. passed a, like a, a bill, right? The president signed it. It said no first use of nuclear weapons. That is substantively different than the U.S. just, you know, quietly to itself, thinking like we would never use nuclear weapons first. That is substantive, that's a substantive difference.
0: I agree that there's a substantive difference there. But in that context, even I'm not sure I would like call that in, in any intuitive sense, a ban, right? Like if, I, like if I promised to you that like, I'm never going to buy a handgun and pointed at you, it, have I banned myself from using a handgun? Or did I just like make it like a, a statement that I hope you trust? Like I get that there's a, a difference between just not doing it and like making a promise not to do it. But even so, if it's just like I myself am telling you like in the world that I'm not going to do this thing. That uh, in and of itself doesn't seem to be the sort of thing that would con- constitute a ban, to my mind. Have like, we banned first use of nuclear weapons if we're just like, declaratory policy, we're not going to do this thing. I think it only the only the only sense in which I can see you could argue it's ban is this interagency thing. Like, the legislative branch is banning the military from well, doing it, we, we and then like, the military that, like can't just change its mind later, that sort of thing. We
2: definitely talk about bans in the context of an agent binding itself. So, so for example, when the Bush administration had a ban on stem cell research that was binding like the National Institutes of Health and the CDC from doing stem cell research and grant money to going to private institutions that did it. That was a ban on the actions of the agent itself. Because in a modern government, there are like tons of different agencies and uh, actors that are kind of operating with like very broad discretion. And in that kind of situation, I think that makes sense.
0: Well, in that sense, how do you maintain the distinction you were suggesting a second ago? Like, if the executive branch just chose not to to use stem cell research, what would that yeah, look I, like? I don't think that's thing? a ban. But what, like, if, if the executive branch just saying, like, no stem cell research to every individual, like, subset of the executive branch is right. inherently a ban, then what does it look like for the executive branch to choose not to use stem cell research and it not be a ban?
2: I believe that was legislative.
0: Oh, you're saying... I mean, I don't, I don't know this particular example enough. I interpreted Bush administration as like the executive- Under the- like, Well, yeah. The, the chief the executive told individual executive agencies not to do this.
2: Stuff. No, I believe it was like an amendment that was on all the appropriations bills.
0: Okay, yeah. I, again, I think if you get to this interagency question of, of like the legislative branch needs to like ban like- you know, executive agencies from doing this thing or vice versa, like the court should hold the legislature accountable or something like that. Then I think you have something that starts to look like a ban, like one agency prohibiting the other agency from like, even if it changed its mind doing this thing. Right, so this
2: is what I'm saying. So like those make sense as advantages, but they prove the point that there is a conceptual difference between a choice not to and a ban, which means that it is sensible to say that one country can ban a weapon. That's all it needs to be. That's all that that proves that that's conceptually possible. That makes sense. Then when you're talking interagency stuff, that's just a question of the advantages. But your initial question was like, whether it even makes sense to speak of it that way. And I think conceptually it does.
0: Only if I think you've got this particular, like like legal architecture inside that country, like it is the legislative branch prohibiting the military from doing this thing in a way that you could say, like there's one agency banning another agency from doing that thing. And How is that just like not I, assumed? Like, when, yeah. <laughs> I have yet to see an F that says anything remotely related to like the sort of nuances that Chris is discussing. Like, like the legislative branch needs to prohibit the military because the military is like inherently too ambiguous and the signal won't be trusted. Like no F is defending that, like, that nuance.
2: Niels, I think we're conflating two things here. My point was simply to say, you know, using those examples that, you know, those, those might be reasons it's, it's good for the ban to happen, right? But those advantages are separate from the question of whether conceptually it makes sense to describe one country passing legislation to get rid of a weapon as a ban or not, or whether that's conceptually different than their choice not to. I think those just serve to illustrate that conceptually, there is a distinction. And then the question of the advantages, I think is a separate one. And so if the AF just, you know, said in a sentence what I said, well, the country is passing legislation that binds itself from in the future, developing this technology, uh, and that can constitute a ban. I think what the
1: advantages are then, is it relevant to that question? Yeah, I doubt this will ever come up in a debate round, so whatever. <laughs> I feel like that's commonly where we end up. Well, except for the fact that this is excellent judge adaptation advice, which is uh, if you're debating in front of Nails, you should just uh, transcribe this podcast and read the Nails 20 card back <laughs> back at Nails.
2: No disclaimer, um, which put at the top of every podcast, you should not card this podcast. No, only this if you're debating in front of Nails. Be carded. Uh, do not hold us to anything said in this podcast.
0: I, I I have heard cards from me read in front of me, and I voted against them. You could just make the argument analytically. I'm not sure
1: it gives any extra weight
0: to like assert that I said this thing somewhere.
2: Honestly, for me, it would probably give you
1: less weight. No, no, it, it, it certainly. I think it would give less credibility because nails would be like, "You're like bastardizing what I said. How dare you?" And it just like <laughs> <mess> you down. <laughs> uh, so. Maybe single country apps hypothetically make sense. Maybe they don't. Again, probably not all that relevant. Uh, strategic value of the single country apps, though. Um, slash, like, you know, how does the neg, you know, optimally debate against them without just reading one off T, which you know is not a bad option depending on your judge, but not always an option because of your judge. Uh, I don't know. Like, it seems to be like not unreasonable for negatives to have prep over like U.S., Russia, China. Um, I think it's pretty unreasonable to me, yeah. Oh, okay. But it seems far less reasonable to me than, like, these, you know, other smaller countries that kind of inevitably get brought up. You know, I, I, I think I judged, like, five, six separate countries at CPS, or at least, you know, was coaching against them. And, you know, obviously without topicality, there is just like not a non-arbitrary line to draw um, between sort of like what could be reasonably counted as a country with enough literature versus a country without. Um, and given that topicality, just like it like that, at least that particular topicality just like is not uh, a viable option in front of a decent portion of judges in this country. You know, what do you what do, you do? Um, other than just like brute force, and cut like a million and counterplans, which seems also untenable kind of left it yeah i'm kind of unsure here um yeah
0: honestly my suggestion to be don't prep this I do not understand how you like it like how you answer one random country should ban one random thing and expect to prep that with like one month like you literally like what two weeks of prep between like like blake and the the start of the topic if you have a judge who is not willing to listen to like you know Myanmar banning landmines is not what the topic is about then pick different judges. Like, I'm sorry, but like those are the suck. And like, there's just not a reasonable strategy that is gonna answer every random country in existence should, should just horrifically under limited. And uh, any judge who doesn't think that's a legitimate
1: T question is
0: just a terrible judge and should not.
1: I mean, like, uh, hypothetically, ideally, yes. But like, if you're looking at sort of broad swaths of the pool, I mean, you've got people that are amenable to like policy arguments and like can, you know, evaluate advantage counterplan on dis-ad debates who also won't vote on T, And then you have people who will vote on T who like end up in like the sort of fill tricks category. And obviously there's some judges in the middle, like, you know, I categorize you as like one of them, but like that number is dwindling. If you like look at the prep sheets at most major tournaments, it's, your options are not great. Um, you know, it's like, you know, be able to go for Nebel T, but like also lose to the like 77 paradoxes in the one in C judge. Like I, I'm not sure yeah. if that's a trade-off that's worth it for a lot of these teams, so.
0: I just I don't think there's a whole lot of great NEG ARGs that are going to link to every country doing this individual thing. Then this goes back, substantively speaking, to the thing we're talking about a second ago with bans, which is like the the sort of unifying core ARG that the NEG wants to make versus like even like weapon-specific spe- apps of like international bans not being trustworthy, security dilemmas existing, that sort of thing. All that flies out the window, too. If you're specifying one random weapon in one random country, you know, like... How do you explain why that's even like key to international security? Let alone like even key to like that individual country's overall like defense. Like if they've cherry picked the best country and the best weapon, there's just like not a, a compelling arg that applies to every weapon in every country and isn't like horrifically over generic uh, and bad for some other reason. Like there's just, it's not just like true that every country ever should never have any weapons. I'm gonna cut like the pacifism neg case. I mean, you could, but like that—that's about it. Hey,
1: pacifism is great literature. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm I'm very skeptical that like anything the neg puts together that is substantive is going to be a strong argument. It's going to be like a bad over generic security K or like like a, a pacifism neg or something to
1: that effect. And like, you can win on those args, but they're bad arguments. I mean, the point being is just, like, the F is, like, or, like, the negative in a lot of these circumstances which is just, like, kind of between a rock and a hard place. Like, you don't have judges that are super amenable to T, but you're not going to have, like, great substantive strategies, so you're going to end up defaulting back to, I think, you know, what Nails refers to as, like, sort of subpar arguments, like the security K, the arms control K, the, like, cap K, the pacifism K, or whatever. It's not even
0: arms control. Like, a, a single country deciding it's not going to use weapons, even if we've established that it could technically, like, use the word ban is in a no meaningful sense, like arms control and the way that like the arms control K is going to link to, it's not like you gonna link to the K of international law, like in every sense, except perhaps a technical legal objection. It is just, it is not related to the topic because all the main objections to like bans are about the sort of international interaction between countries. And those are just aren't going to exist for a single country.
1: Yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, so I guess then like single, weapons apps. I, those might be more, I, I can't tell. I, I haven't done like a particularly comprehensive survey of the wiki, but the number of people like defending on one country, um, I think is relatively low, especially amongst the sort of larger programs. I think most programs are defending, you know, all states ban, you know, one type of weapon. Um, you know, the one, ones mentioned above are like nuclear command and control or, or something or swarms or, or just like killer robots in general. I, I mean, I, I think sort of intuitively I find these more plausible, but what are our thoughts on, on these? they
0: um, obviously still not topical, but they do seem more debatable than like specifying one thing in one country. At the very least, you still have these sort of like international diplomacy sorts of questions that are going to come up. And this question of how you like clearly define these sorts of things that are, that's going to come up. And you could at least start to come up with like core neg generics that might apply to those. Yeah.
1: It seems like the most popular um, one is like nuclear command and control. I think both harvard Westlake and Harker as well as a few other schools have been reading it. I don't know what, if it was being read at Blake, I wouldn't be surprised if it was though. I mean, the, the literature for this seems great. And I think, you know, Tyson and I were actually chatting about this with someone else prior to this call, which is like, you know, amongst all of the non-topical laughs, this seems, I think, actually the sort of most reasonable one for most affirmatives to defend because even if it's not a plan, uh, it just seems like it would be a very common advantage, Red, um, on a lot of Polarize apps, just like, you know, the like laws under This is
0: your school's app. So you can probably answer this question better than I can. Yeah. Because I judged his F once, and the app that I saw didn't have this thing. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to say just because this one app didn't have it, it doesn't exist. Does the Nuclear CNC F have a good defense of like countries could collectively ban this particular thing? Like a card suggesting that, like, LAWs in nuclear command and control is a well-defined concept that we could create a treaty about and then verify? Does so, that card exist?
1: So to be fair, I was not coaching the varsity kids at CPS. I was, I was coaching yeah. the novices on the FJG topics. So I wasn't really paying that much attention to our, our, our prep. But uh, from what I think that we've broken, I think our strategy has largely fallen into like A, just like a sort of generic, you know, defensive fiat, which is like probably nonsense given above discussion. B, a sort of generic card that says that bans do work um, and C, um, a few cards that are like partial bans on lethal autonomous weapons are more effective than sort of wholesale bans that are like more likely to get buy-in and stuff like that and sort of tilting in that direction. Um, so what but I'm I think hearing those is no. Are, uh, but, you know, also <laughs> to be fair, about- I don't think many teams have been pushing that far on this question because A, I, I think because the fact that so- judges are so so convinced by just the words fiat solves is overcoming all of these problems. The interesting eggs are not, not sort of incentivized to invest into this argument substantively. And also B, like, I think the sort of substantive literature for just like AI integration into nuclear crane control is like solid enough that it is incentivized negative debaters to sort of run to that instead of these sort of what I think they view as sort of less substantive arguments, even though they're clearly the core substantive argument or whatever. But I guess sort of wholesale answer to your question. Not really, no, but you know, I'm not sure if it's going to matter all that much. Just like it didn't really matter all that much on the nukes topic. I cut the like rearm turn. It was read like twice and then no one ever goes for it. So I mean,
0: again, I already judged this app. It already just, it took the L to like a, a very simple analytic arg. The app did the generic thing you were saying was that they read a ban card that was not about their app. It was about an actual LAW ban, which they didn't defend. And they said the words Fiat Solve, which it doesn't. Uh, and I voted for the kid who just had like a decent analytic. And I I, I am not as, as uh, um, in agreement with you. This is like an irrelevant concern that apps should just brush off.
1: You know, I, I'm saying it is relevant, but that's but no debater would be incentivized to think that it was, given A, judges, and B, like, the sort of run to, like, what they perceive to be unless you're debating
2: arguments. in front of nails against a local kid. <laughs> yeah. <Reading laughs> an, like, you're you're going to take an then unexpected you're gonna take loss. That out. You're going to take like, that
0: out. I'm sorry if your AF sucks and the opponent points it out, I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't to, to coddle your feelings. Um, but, like, like realistically, I, I feel like this is a, a concern that I think should not be taken lightly. Like this is true in the f g topic, right? Like we talked about uh, the problem of like apps not having a good warrant for guarantees being key. And like, factually, it was right that most negatives did not really ever press the app on like crucial missing links in most of these affirmatives. And then like, it does eventually happen. And then you lose like an important Elam Like the, was it the Glenbrook, see, We both judged, right? Like we yeah. judged an app that had been skirting by all topic on like not having a single warrant anywhere in the app for job guarantees being key and then the negative reads the counter plan and they face plants. Um, and so you, you can't just like hope that the negative doesn't make the correct argument versus your AF and just like wish it away. Cause eventually like someone's gonna like ha- prep your AF and then you're gonna lose.
1: Oh, that, oh, that was the round that came down to, to theory. So I just- Yeah, just the AF just didn't have
0: like, an answer to the counter yeah, plan. Yeah. So they had to go to like picks bad theory. And the two and I was like, not my fault. You wrote a bad AF. And I was like, you're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think most of these single weapons apps are going to be fake, and I think most of them are not going to have a key thing every app needs to have, which is a good defense of, like, this thing that we're saying is bad could be, like, explained legally in a way that, like, is clear and comprehensive and applies to every country and couldn't easily be technically circumvented, and, like, we have some means of verifying countries are going to comply with that, (laughs) because the problem is if you just pick a random thing, like, ban the status six, nothing stops them from calling it a status seven or making one random, you know change to, to not meet this random word you chose and all these problems with laws of like how do we tell what an law even is for the purposes of banning it apply just as much to the app and I think apps are going to assume that like specking get them out of these and they don't and so I think if you want to cut a a single weapon app first just don't because it's not topical but setting that aside the the thing I think you need to have minimally to even when the substantive of qu- not topicality question is like, a good card, this specific thing could be like written into law as a ban, and we have a means of enforcing that. And I think most apps that are going to exist are not going to have that card, and negatives should be prepared to just answer like, you don't solve, and circumvention just makes this worse.
1: Well, so flip side, then, like, what do you think are the sort of best arguments against these negative objections that you view as so key?
0: having a good card that says like the thing I'm banning is a thing we could easily and clearly regulate. <laughs> like I, I'm not, I'm sure some of these cards could maybe do exist. Like some author who's just like this particular type of LAW is bad and we, we should ban this thing and has a good defense of that ban working. Um, I haven't seen those cards yet, but like a, a big literature base, they probably do exist for something. But I think you need to have that evidence at, with a good warrant um, to, to pass muster. And
1: I don't think most of these apps are going to. The other major AF uh, about single weapons that wasn't, I think, the sort of, at least somewhat reasonable nuclear command and control AF that has voters <coughs> on both sides, that Nails just hates for some reason, who knows why, is the landmines AF. not uh, oh. Boom. Yeah. So I think I judged the landmines AF once, but we've certainly debated it more than a few times. Um, and I think we've gone on T against it because... Obviously, it's not topical. But I don't know. Like the landmines, AF, like apart from the obvious topicality arguments, just like, you know, can't defend a single weapon, but just like, how does anyone think that landmines are a lethal autonomous weapon? Like every one AR counter trip card is carding the like redux of their position, which is just like if you define lethal autonomous weapons too broadly, like you might end up accidentally including landmines. So like, let's make sure not to define them broadly. And they're like, so (laughs) let's define lethal autonomous weapons broadly and include landmines.
2: This is a key point. Any card that I've seen, or I think you could theoretically find that actually says lethal autonomous weapon and landmine in the same paragraph is talking about the risk of being too generic in the way you define laws. Right? Like, if we're not careful, we could include these things, which means this argument is like just facially
0: ridiculous. So, I'm not going to disagree here. I agree that the best definition of LAWs definitely excludes landmines. If I were to rank the validity of topicality objections to like an app that's just like one country should ban landmines, it would. I think that would be like a distant third behind, no, you can't spec a country and no, you can't spec an LAW. Because there are at least cards that exist, even if from people who dislike bands that at least say mines are LAWs. And I agree those cards are not good. And like this shell is still well above the threshold of like true shell. But it like the other other two objections we already talked about, I think are just infinitely more compelling.
2: Okay, two things. First, those cards, even the best of them don't actually say landmines are legal autonomous weapons. (laughs) They say, we need to be careful or else they will be included. Right, which is a warning against a definition that would include them. Right, it is a card that said the definition is bad and you're reading it as your definition, so ridiculous. But second, strategically, I think that's a much easier argument to win in front of a broader array of judges than an evil team. Like, Oh, yes, yeah. Strate- strategically,
0: yeah, there's a lot of judges who are bad judges. Choices. And I, I agree that like cut the superficially specific T shell to appease the judges who think that they're, they have reasonable views on T. Like I, we've already hit the staff already wrote that T shell. They already picked up one. I'm, I'm I'm in agreement with you strategically. that This T shell is probably the most strategic of the three. It's just it's the most false of the three, and it's just <laughs> to assuage the the views of judges who have their their heads up their asses about the more reasonable T objections to this. App. Wait, mo-
1: <laughs> most false makes it imply like it is below at least like questionably on the true false threshold. It should just be like the least true. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Least least true. It is it is still I think correct. Like we're all in agreement. This is a correct shell. I just find that like. Like,
2: see, see, even for me, even for me, nails, mm-hmm. I agree, least true, but it's also more deeply felt, if that makes sense. Like, if I'm judging a debate that is single weapon, I'm probably less annoyed than if I'm judging a landmines app.
0: And I think that matters. Mm. I mean, I guess there's the, the sense of like, Like, just conjunctively, like, a landmine Zav is necessarily also a single-weapon zaf, and so it's, like, all the problems of the original plus that. Um, But the bulk of my uh, my ire would be directed towards the fact that they've specified a weapon in the first place. Not me.
2: No. I think the
0: bulk
1: of my ire is the landmine's portion of it. Um, Okay, so put aside, you know, what Nail's views are the more pressing topicality concerns, and put aside the fact that, like, all the aft counter cards are just clearly bank counter cards, but just, like, think about, like, what that would mean for the definition of lethal autonomous weapons and just the absurd things it would include, like, you know, holes in the ground are, like, about as lethal and autonomous as landmines. Um, Holes with, like, sticks at the bottom are more lethal, probably, in a lot of circumstances, because landmines don't really... You know, they maim they a lot of people, but they're like, you know, not they don't kill us. All those quickly Indiana drones, like, booby traps, like the yeah. big boulder
2: rolling down the thing. All of those.
1: Throw yeah, in. Nails, you mentioned uh, earlier, like a bear trap. The bear trap staff. Yeah, yeah,
0: ban bear traps, animal rights advantage, to lethal autonomous weapon. Yeah, I mean, like, I agree. Oh, so here's the problem, I think, with this shelf, truth, truthfully, is like, you are correct that this, this is woefully underlimited. The problem is if your only objection to that app is going to be, you can't spec landmines and you grant that they can spec countries and otherwise spec specific weapons. I think the, the correct one hour answer is just like, yeah, Neg, no, you're right. You're just terminally screwed. <laughs> there's already a million apps, uh, according to the other, like your TVA still allows a million apps. I've upped that to like 20 million, but <laughs> there's still zero chance of you having specific prep. And so limits is just like underlimiting is inevitable basically. Um, and, like, you you were right. They have, like, factorialized the abuse. But if the abuse is already to the point of, like, your TVA allows the app to pick random specific things and I couldn't hope to have prep one, I'm not sure why they've made it any worse from, like,
1: 0%. Oh, a lot of other apps are defending, like, missile defense as an app, which just seems blatantly untopical as well, but not, not just merely for the reasons that Nails will like they defense, inevitably like point out in the next two seconds. Yeah, yeah, like, the defensive missile defense systems like i like judging i like judging like, iron dome af and like the neg stole you know well that stole but i assume they purchased the briefs but they they, they took some uh, jdn cards from the briefs packet <laughs> that were like oh, missile defense is a t but like forgot to like highlight the part that said missile defense and just like just the bottom part of the paragraph that like defined what lethal autonomous weapons are but like not the violation <laughs> and the af didn't have a countertrip card either which was like very weird um, and that was like a very difficult debate to adjudicate but i, I no, this is the least strategic app that I've judged. It's an app that's about a single country, single weapon, right? So, ideally, to avoid picks, DA links, whatever. Then you read an advantage at the bottom that says this spills over to a global ban on lethal autonomous weapons. And then the egg just gets all of it back. And I'm like, well, they don't get the picks back, but they get all the DAs back. And it's just like, F, what are you doing? Like, and I've seen this at least two separate apps which read global ban advantages to single country apps. And I'm just like, oh, what is happening here? <laughs> um, uh, All
0: right, well, yeah, like, yeah, I, I agree. That app sounds incredibly unstrategic to me. Uh- You've managed to link to every a negative argument while also linking to what is, I think, a very true and very dangerous T-shell.
1: One of those apps had the, uh, even... Greater mistake of putting in Republic of China as the plan text, despite all of the advantages about being being about the People's Republic of China, which the negative did point out but forgot to extend in the subsequent speeches. Um, Sad. Woof.
0: Now, one thing I'm not sure I've said this in the context of whole res apps, but like the thing I was grappling about with single weapons apps, I think is also true of a lot of the whole res apps I've seen. Namely, that like even apps that are just saying ban LAWs in general, they still are not reading a whole lot of cards saying like. Laws is a clearly legally defined concept, and we ha- can't effectively regulate and verify it for the purposes of international ban, because like there are definitely cards on that. There's a lot of cards on that, but there's also a lot of cards questioning that, and I think that is one of the most significant topic questions that the FS to answer is like, could we effectively demarcate and ban a a category of things called LAWS, and not everyone agrees to that, and I think FS have been very flippant so far on explaining. How we could even, in the context of LAWs writ large, like, ban those things as a category. And I think that like negatives do seem to have these cards. Like I've seen people read these cards on the case that are like, LAWs can't be effectively regulated. And I think apps that are going to and just be like, yeah, Fiat solves are, are going to or ought to lose. I'm not sure what judges' views on Fiat are in general, but like those apps really ought to lose if they don't have a good defense of bans working. Or fiat or is
2: not a good substitute for solvency evidence. Yes. I think I agree
0: with you, nails. Affs should have solvency. Yes. I, I would think that it goes without saying, but it seems would to think. go without saying in the F, in most affs, I've judged.
1: I mean, I guess this transitions nicely then into what I assume is going to be a shorter segment on negative arguments, because I honestly don't really have that many strong opinions. But, uh, you know, one of, I think, the stronger negative arguments that people aren't making is just about the sort of efficacy of, of a ban slash the ability to regulate it, not only given the definitional concerns mentioned above, not only given the sort of prisoner's dilemmas concerns mentioned, what, an hour ago at this point, um, but just like the sort of propensity of states to abide by bans and to like even figure out what the ban would encompass and how it'd be enforced and all of these sort of relevant concerns. And then Nails, you mentioned earlier um, before this podcast that you thought that there was like something kind of going awry with negative strategy concerning these sort of bans-fail type arguments and how it jives with the sort of more offensively worded, like, uh, you know, laws-good type arguments. Um, You want to elaborate a little bit more on that?
0: Yeah, sure. So I think that there's sort of two broad negative strategies that you can take versus the affirmative. One is to say, like, actually, LAWs are great. Like, in general, we ought to have them. Um, Alternatively, you can just say, like, like big global bans fail either banning specific things or using existing international law or whatever. It's like a more effective way of getting these and so forth. And those two things aren't inherently contradictory. Like you could definitely say both of those things in the same one and see, and you could potentially reconcile them with each other. Like you could think LAWs are in general, like good, but then like, if they're unregulated because the AF banned them instead of regulating them, they they were worse. Like you can can definitely make those stories consistent. But I think if you're not careful, those arguments can also really step on each other's toes. So for example, if your answer to the AF is like, this gets circumvented, you don't actually reduce LAWs or whatever. And then you read like two DAs, one that's like perception of ban causes AI research winter that hurts AI development in non-military context. And another that's like like LAW is good for deterrence, right? And F could just concede you're like, yeah, bands don't work stuff to get out of the latter and then just straight turn the former, for example. Because if the band doesn't actually like materially reduce the use of LAWs, then your DAs that are about LAW being good might be undermined. And so I think that's really something the negatives should be thinking about. Because I think I see a lot of negatives who just throw together like every random position they've got in the one and C. And I think you definitely run into the, the possibility of you know, putting together a set of one of the ARGs. that can easily be just sort of like strategically conceded to like moot a lot of your offense. If you've kind of simultaneously got like, these bans don't work in the first place, but then most of your offense is predicated upon like these things that you're banning uh, are actually good. Then the like, these things don't get banned ends up being largely non-unique. That's something to watch out for.
2: Yeah, I have a strategic question then for you Nails, because a lot of what you were talking about earlier is a big problem with the app is they're not answering that first negative question. Like, how do we enforce, like, what does that look like? Um, and so that does seem like an area that negative should want to push on. But in your telling, right, that also cuts off the m- much more prevalent and offensive arguments about laws being good, right? Unless it's done very, very carefully. So there's this big problem that apps have, negative can exploit, but unless they're careful, that's a really bad strategic trade-off because then where are they generating offense? Those enforcement concerns are largely defensive. So, what's the best way to thread the needle, or like, how do you view making those choices?
0: That's a good question. Uh, I think in general, a good way to resolve these problems, if you're just like doing research, is if say you've cut the regulations counterplan, right? Like regulations more effective bans fail. Just like look at what those authors describe as net benefits, and that's just like a good cue for like defeds that should be in the one and C alongside the regulations counterplan, and that might be something like certain types of LAWs are good, others are bad, and our broadband rules out the good ones and keeps the bad ones. And then you, then I think you can potentially have your cake and eat it too if your diss is just like, you know, broadband undermines positive benefits of LAWs um, and regulations can help keep that, that sort of thing. Um, and so that's to the good first step is like, look at the authors who raised this objection of like circumvention and see what they propose instead and see what their net benefits are. Because it will depend, you know, like you've got different versions of regulations. You've got like temporary moratorium. And the the things that are net benefits to that counterplan are going to be different than the net benefits to like counterplan integrate into existing international law, which will be different than counterplan some other set of regulations and so forth. But I would think largely like the best args for the night to go for there probably like internal link turn ish, like we still get laws, but they like become more dangerous if they're unregulated. Um, Is to my mind the 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 most obvious net benefit to the like regulations counterplan plus circumvention stuff is like if we don't have regulations because we ban them entirely and then some countries comply in good faith and others don't, then we've got like dangerous rogue States and so forth, get to the tech first. And that's just the worst of both worlds. If you think AI, AI is bad, then it's doubly bad. If it happens this way, that sort of thing. And that's kind of a thing that you'd want to like tell a consistent story on rather than to be like, Hey, yeah, it's good. Also, it's like, you know, totally bad. That, that's my, my thoughts in general. I think that it, it's not like, I, I think like these arguments are not like so at odds that like they couldn't be in the one and feed together. I think it's just something to be cognizant of because, for example, the potential of the African feed, like I don't solve actual like ban efficacy. I'm just gonna go for like perception-based advantages based on like law credibility or like effect on AI research in the you know domestic fields and so forth. Which by the way is I think an Af could strategically do, right? Like if I were writing an AF, like have one advantage that's LAWs bad, and one app one advantage based on the precedent. And if the neg reads their circumvention stuff, and then like yep. DA is about uh, LAWs being good, uh, you, you bet you in the one. and I'm like, yeah, sure, I don't solve anything, but it, it looks great, and that is key to research or something like that. You know, but there's definitely cards that say like banning LAWs actually helps rather than hinders civilian research because it like makes the things less stigmatized. And so there's like good link turns to that disad that sort of thing. And I'd, I'd be thinking about that sort of thing if I were, you know constructing an F. Another net benefit that I guess is relevant. Um, actually, this is a, a big topic literature. And I and it's I guess it's first coming up as like a net benefit of this counterplan, but it's also broader than that is like just questions of like distinction and like abiding by laws of war and so forth. It seems like one of the core net benefits of these counterplans is like if we think we're gonna use them anyway, it's better to use them in a regulated fashion because then we can like make sure that the LAWs follow like Geneva protocols or whatever. <laughs> um, and that seems to be one of the core topic questions on both sides, is like consistency of LAWs with like not killing innocent civilians and being proportionate responses and so forth. Weirdly that AF, I, f- I feel like, like a shocking, a absolutely shocking portion of the literature when in cards I've cut on LAWs is like very explicitly about like, are LAWs consistent with just war theory and like Jeez. international legal Jeez. trends about like distinction and proportionality and so forth, such that like, if in this topic reflected the literature bases. Uh, which um, we all know they don't, but like if they did, I would think like a good three quarters of debates on this topic would be like big just word theory throwdowns. Uh, I expect that to be a portion of literature, but like my goodness, that is like the main question most people concern themselves with. And my impression is most debaters are like gross. I'm not going to touch that, but like that lit base is humongous. And like, even if you're a, like a util debater, you don't want that to be your aff? I would strongly suggest cutting those link turns for the neg because I've already seen more than one aff that's like, like a, a framework heavy app all about just war theory, And their contention is like, like one or two cards that are like service level. And like the, the depth of the link turns and the debate back and forth there is huge. Yep. And you could easily punish one of those apps caught off guard, with just like no util framework, just like regulations counter plan. And then like six minutes link turns to the case, I think is a devastating one in C versus an app. That's like just war theory. And then like insufficiently developed contention because the, the, I, I swear, the, the cards on, like, LAW's do or do not comply with, like, the laws of war are, like, more plentiful than you could imagine. And you, you could cut more than six minutes or seven minutes worth of Link turns to, like, those Fs.
1: Agreed. Uh, I feel like I cut a decent number of those cards for camp, but they didn't get read all that often because everyone just defaulted to, the, like, the research DA. I don't know. I, I don't really have that many thoughts about Meg arguments. Like, I, I haven't really... It's mostly just been apps that i've just been kind of weirded out by um so far the one negative argument that i think stuck out to me as being very strange was the counter plan that only had like a single country do it that i mentioned earlier just like i think the key example here is china so just like everyone bans lethal autonomous weapons except for china um and that's just like key to chinese hegemony or something like that and you know on the face of it you know not only do i have strong doubts about the goodness of chinese hegemony for obvious reasons but I don't understand how that counterplan escapes all of the problems we listed earlier with a lot of these apps. Oh, these these counterplans are faker than the fake apps. Yeah. I,
0: I guarantee, I don't even know what the counterplan is. I I'm, I'm sure this card this counterplan did not have a card saying like we, we could effectively pass and implement a ban that applies to every country but China and countries yeah. would be like be okay with that and that would not create <laughs> any legal issues with the credibility of the scheme. I I think apps should just like like be pressing the neg more on like the, the solvency of the counterplans because i think that like negs get away with murder on just like asserting a counter plan and just like if the one i doesn't say it doesn't solve the two is gonna be like oh ah, it obviously solves the whole case they didn't say anything about it but like they don't have a card in the one and c that says it solves if you've read a single card in your app that says like a global ban is good then you're already one card ahead of the negative on the question of whether the counterplans solve <laughs> the cases effectively and apps to just just be like yeah, you might have a card that says like China should have laws. Do you have a card that says every country but China should, should ban laws and carve out an exception for China, and that doing so would not have any ramifications so, on the like effectiveness of the overall like treaty regime?
2: So now I think this is this brings back a similar concern though that we talked about on the nukes topic. Well, most apps are not in a very good position to make that objection because of what we've already said above, right? So you mm. haven't done those things, and then you're faced with that counterplan. What do you 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 can't really say that. Because like, you too.
0: Yes, that is a very good point, which is that these awful counterplans do effectively punish AFs that yes. instead of defending that they solve, just hint if like, hint there's fat on fiat solving. Because if you're only answer, is like, yeah, fiat solves everything. Then yeah, I guess Great. the negative to the like, fiat, fiat solves everything. perfect compliance too. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, if, if the AF is, has already cheated, then they don't really have a, a, a foot to stand on criticizing the negative here. I feel
1: like the, mm, the only other like set of negative arguments that stand out to me are are both the sort of a misapplication of sort of generic regulation slash advantage counter plans. So like specific apps, like the amount of people reading like the Mueller and Simpson version of the counterplan that just like, you know, restrain laws so that they're like in line with uh international law that they're only used in circumstances where there's better than human performance. And like reading that version of the counterplan against like the nuclear command and control after like the landmines act has just been like absurdly high. I'm just like, well, what is happening here? And then B like the sort of, reluctance of negative debaters to read I think just like bigger advantage counterplans that deal with these apps like like I don't understand like why people aren't just like reading their nukes app with one card versions as advantage counterplans to all these nuclear command and control apps like they apps, like oh shoot nukes are bad like they might actually go off because they are dumb and don't know how they d- yeah. d- doesn't know like what retal is <laughs> it's just like counterplant bad nukes eliminate nukes problem solved
0: oh yeah I did just pick on Lexington a second ago so I'll, I'll compliment them now I judged the nuclear CNCF at Blake and Lexington did read that exact strategy. There's a like, counter plan, ban all nukes. And then they read like a DA, the <coughs> AI went to a DA, like don't stigmatize LAWs. And like the AF did not have a solvent to that counter plan. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is like a sort of that is utopian fiat and it is not any more utopian than the AF uh, in that regard. And unfortunately they didn't go for that in the 2NR.
2: I, I think that's the move here, right? Against those yeah. AFs. I think that's the obvious choice. You just get yeah. to relitigate last year's topic with like an extra like speech advantage.
0: Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I thought counterplan is ban nukes in the first place is, is, is a pretty cheeky response to F's that do that. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure what the F says. I think they have to probably just like prep their link turns to the AI winter disad and collapse the straight turns because you've lost your F alternatively again like it sounds like this card doesn't exist but like if you had a good card saying we could effectively you know regulate laws and nuclear com- cnc specifically you could also cut a card saying we can't regulate like nukes as a whole as effectively and then just debate like comparative solvency but my guess is the app's going to say if you got falls and then you know gg on kind solves too you now.
1: um i mean uh, alternatively like if the app is like maybe a little bit more sort of strategic like the app is like actually not a deterrence bad but it deterrence- turns good advantage, which is just, like, you know, nukes are key to deterrence, but, like, AI undermines that, Um, and then, like, then you, like, might be in a worse spot, but still, like, it it doesn't really take that much to read the, like, 30-second, you know, counterplan states ought to eliminate their nuclear weapons, one card, solvency card from their last year's app highlighted down.
0: You're assuming most apps from last year had solvency cards, which they didn't, but yes, if
1: if, if those (laughs) players had (laughs) solvency cards last year, then they
0: would make good counterplans this year. Like Not not even a solvency card, just, like,
1: just just, just in, like one nukes bad card that like vaguely asserts ban and you don't need to debate it because they have <laughs> never debated solvency in their app. So again, Fiat yeah. Solves, like, you know, who cares? Yeah. You, don't, you don't need anything particularly in depth there. It is also not obvious to me that a lot of these like one
0: country or one weapon picks are competitive in the first place. Like it, it certainly is very obvious to me that states does not refer to literally every state. You know, it's generic, not categorical. Um, and even in the context of ban, it seems like there's very, very reasonable cards out there. You can cut them that say like bans can't have exceptions to them such that banning a thing doesn't mean like literally none of thing exists. And so I think a very good strategy versus a lot of these picks is just perm do the counter plan. Um, like states have banned LAWs if every country but China has, right? Like we say states have banned landmines or states have banned nukes or whatever in a world where like there's some exceptions for most of those sorts of things. Um, and so I think most of these picks should probably just like lose to one exception doesn't disprove general rule in the first place. And I mean, that's, that's true in most topics and it seems true on this topic. And I really think that like apps seem to assert when they're trying to justify why they specify that they're terrified of these picks. And it's never clear to me why they should be because most of these picks seem questionably competitive to begin with.
2: Well, I think that the reason is what, what happens when that pick is read is the negative asks, you know, is what you say LAWs are, does that include like what my pick is? And then if the app says no, they read theory, if they say yes, then the af can't, uh, you know, or at least they think they can't come back and say, perm do the counter plan.
0: Yeah, well, to be fair, a lot of afs do seem, and this goes back to the thing I was saying with spec, unnecessarily willing to just like bind themselves to ridiculous strings of things to avoid yep. theory. Where there's like, I will defend literally every country bans literally everything that has ever been called an LAW by anyone ever. Please for one um, of God, don't, read be, spec.
2: don't leave theory. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah, like if you told them in the app, like definitely these things are all competitive, then you yeah, like, sorry, you shot yourself in the foot. It's competitive now. I think the answer should be the topic is states in general. Um, I'm broadly banning LAWs, but they could have maybe some exceptions to it. And I'm not going to specify in advance what those are. If you read a pick that's based on one, of the, one exception, I'm probably going to say, a term to the counter plan. Yes, you don't have that ground. Sorry, it's not ground that you should have. And if they read spec, you'd be like, yeah, I violate. This is a dumb shell. You're right, I violated
1: it um again like i i feel like at least 10 percent of this has just been like rehash of nukes topic thoughts um so i guess speaking of which like nails you you seem to indicate that uh you know you thought the nukes topic was like really messed up by debaters chris you seem to like like this topic less than the fjg topic but what are your thoughts on sort of like quality of topic based on you know first two tournaments and then like maybe predictions for like if this topic will get better or worse as we get closer to ETOC 2.0?
2: So in general, uh, like I said, I, I do think this is probably worse than the nukes topic. It has all the same downsides, but it's substantively I think the debates are a little bit worse, um, at least from what I've seen. I think it's worse than the FJG topic, but that's me just really liking that topic substantively and thinking it was extremely clear and clean. Um again, for that translated into debates, I think, is a little bit more questionable. But on the other hand, I think it's definitely above average as a topic. Better than most. And uh I'm gonna go on a limb here and you know, usually I don't put much faith in uh people debating a topic well, but I do think it will get better. I think this topic almost always gets better after Blake in CPS, just because people are so time crunched in those first two tournaments. Um, mm-hmm. Only a couple weeks to prep. Maybe they do things that are really easy. They don't really dig into the literature. They're not able to exploit a lot of the problems with you know, the ass solvency issue that Nails has been talking about because the negative isn't really on you know, firm ground uh, with their reading yet. So I- I'll say it improves.
0: I think it compares favorably to my mind to the nukes topic. Uh, I agree that it has largely the same issues, but I think a larger portion of the best negative arguments on the nukes topic really hinged on, you know, those sort of security dilemma related things. And then there were a lot fewer people who were just like, yeah, nukes are great, we should have them. And, you know, that, that DA existed, but was was less strong. And you just had like the, the terrible bioweapons DA. On this topic, you have the same sort of issues and like the neg is going to lose access to some ground it should have if it plays out the same way the nukes topic does. But there's a lot more people who do like more robustly and, you know, with, with good warrants defend us. The LAWs are good, we shouldn't ban them. Uh, And so I think at the very least, the negative will, even if the topic plays out similarly, um, have better substantive ground than the nukes topic did. Uh, I will say I was actually kind of underwhelmed by the FJG topic as it played out. I thought I'm going to agree with you, and the abstract was a great topic. But I felt like most AFS did not particularly strike me as like having cut a whole lot of cards on that topic. And I, I get it. It's November, December but like most disasters like cobbled together things that didn't represent like a good understanding of the FJG topic. Um, I imagine if you switched these two around, the FJG topic would look great for Jan Feb and this topic would look terrible for November, December. And probably both at, like both of these are like in specific literature bases. You don't have that much prior knowledge on and need to do a lot of research on. And maybe FJG failed just cause it was like the short topic on November, December. Um, but I definitely think there's room to, for this topic to be better than FJG. Um, I did like the fact that FGG was just like a clear single agent. Like a lot of these problems are like weird murky fiat related issues of like multi-agents and specifying agents and so forth. And so like, that's definitely one advantage that the FGG topic has over this one. is like U.S. does specific thing much, much clearer as a policy than states ban LAWs. But I like this topic as well. I think it seems like an above average topic. I'm glad it was chosen. I thought it was the best of the three on the list. And overall, I thought like this, this year so far, we've got topics that are above average, and people have chosen, I think, the best topics and for each slot so far.
1: Yeah, so I don't think we ever did like a, an episode where we like had a referenda on the FJG topic. I'm sure at the end of the year, we'll just like do a topic roundup and just like, you know, how are they in theory? How do they play out sort of stuff? FJG in theory, great as it played out. Didn't really like it. Most of the rounds that I, that, we judge, including the ones that Nails and I judge together at Glenbrooks, where, you know, the debaters were fairly high quality, but the debates themselves, not so much, like, content-wise. Um, a lot of them were just, like, very weird theory debates uh, and just very superficial econ debates. And everyone just, like, read Hedge impacts because... I agreed. I was confused by the prevalence of Hedge on that topic. And the compulsory voting topic. It was just, like, everyone was just reading Hedge the entire time. So it's just, like, everyone just updated their Hedge impact turn files, and they're like, that's topic prep. <laughs> I-, I think that probably is really um made worse by the fact that it was November December which yeah. yeah just like one card that's like FJG's key to the economy like one card that the economy is key to hedge and then like 18 hedge impact cards in the app
0: and you're like oh my god the of so times I judge the app that's like one card about FJG and then five minutes of impacts was so high the number of times where the negative exploited this by just reading seven minutes of link turns was zero and I was yeah. so disappointed like oh they've heard five minutes of hedge impacts time to read seven minutes of hedge bad and like yeah, that's a fine
1: strategy, but you're really taking the, pax- the path of maximum resistance there. Well, I mean, if you've already got the back files, it's like probably the, in round, the hardest path, but, you know, out of round, that's the least prep you got to do. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, whatever, setting setting FJG topic concerns aside, um, I thought they were better than i thought they would be uh i just generally anticipate that B- blake and cps rounds are fairly low quality because people are just running to the margins to try to like get whatever small af they can into the you know under their wiki to avoid having to like actually prep deep front lines and stuff. And I don't blame them again, two weeks. is not a lot of time to cut a lot of cards. Like I probably got like three cards in my LAWs in, the, in that time. So who am I to say, but the amount of like negatives that like at least tried to substantively engage like a little, a lot higher than I thought. Like I thought every round was just going to be an evil tea round, which, you know, I don't mind in the sense that like justice should be enforced, but also uh, it's very boring to judge. Um, so I thought it was better. Uh, I agree. I think this topic will get better. Uh, over time. I think people's substantive strategies will develop more. I think people will have less need to read these sort of more fringe apps like landmines, um, and we'll see a bit more coalescing around at least what I consider to be more substantive apps. And I think it'll be worse than nukes. Oh, I don't know, actually. So I think this topic is different than nukes in that nukes was, I thought, very AF-biased as it played out just because, like, the AF got the nuke war impact really quickly. And it was just, like, pretty obvious that nukes are bad and, like, shouldn't be used. And so, like, the best neg arguments were, like, less, like, nukes good and more, like, I guess we shouldn't disarm because, like, maybe if we retain them, like, deterrence or whatnot. Whereas here, like, I think there are good AF and neg arguments for the use of lethal autonomous weapons. And that alone, I think, is a more interesting literature base. But it gets more complicated because, like, efficacy of the ban stuff, I think it's a lot harder to, to debate um, and probably won't get debated as a re- result. So I don't really know. I, I think it's probably slightly worse than nukes, but uh, hard to say for now. This, this
0: actually provoked one final question that I have. And the last thing you're saying is, do you think thus far, if you had to make a judgment, that the topic is correct or not?
1: Should we ban LAWs? Uh, I don't think we should wholesale ban them. I, I, I'm like nukes. I think by the end of the topic, just convinced me that nuclear weapons were like terrifying, and that like if we could just magically wave them away and get rid of all these prisoner dilemma questions, like obviously yes. Um, here on this topic, let's assume that we get to magically wave away because we're a collective hive mind these sort of prisoner dilemma questions concerning the ban. I'm less. I'm less certain. Um, I think Marshall's topic analysis, which is just like there should be a strong presumption in favor of technology, making warfare sort of less deadly, less painful, less suffering, uh, more accurate, more precise, is probably correct. Um, and so I, I end up thinking that laws is probably a little bit more neck biased.
2: Yeah, I, I think if I had to say what is true, it's probably the regulation counterpoint.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm in
0: agreement. Uh, I, I came to this topic being like, wow, kill the robots. Yeah, duh, man, <laughs> I I have in cutting cards on this topic found the neg literature pretty persuasive. A lot of the just like look, all the AF objections that they like couldn't be proportional or would kill too many innocent civilians are all pretty well covered under laws we've already got. And yeah. there's plenty of potential for LAWs to like reduce civilian casualties and increase um, you know, precision and banning all of it removes a lot of the positive benefits. And that coupled with just sort of like a a, a general, like like you're saying, the presumption that like a lot of this is just like the fear mongering that happens in advance of every technology that we always realize we were wrong about before. And there's just like no compelling reason to think like these random distinctions we're making up being a human in the loop is like super important. Like we don't think that we need a human in the loop of all sorts of things we do already in non-military contexts. Uh, and it's just like, Oh, we need, we need horses driving the carriages or whatever. Uh, and I, I feel like that just sort of like that framing plus you know, the sort of specific benefits of, of LAWs for
1: like precision and so forth seems pretty compelling to me. I think this is like kind of a flip of the FJG topic, which we had described as sort of like probably being true for the neg, but like all the neg authors were just like random, like somewhat qualified people like writing very simple arguments, whereas like the FJG authors for the AF were probably on the whole more qualified. Um, Whereas I think on this topic, the balance of literature amongst like sort of qualified robotics researchers actually probably tilts negative. Like apart from like the very strong activists for the ban, like people working for, you know, Campaign to Stop killer Robots or Human Rights Watch, it seems like more people like interested in sort of like IR, tech, AI, stuff like that seem to vote for the negative, which I think is kind of interesting as well.
2: Yeah, the the academic literature, that's 100% true. On the other hand, like anything that is public facing that I've seen, like any like in foreign policy or foreign affairs or any magazine articles. Super app. Fear
0: mongering. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Like, there's, there's, there's not any shortage of af literature. You know, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people, and even a lot of like p- people who have like good paper quals um, supporting the affirmative. But in terms of like takes that seem like nuanced and well informed to me when I read them and the reasons I give for them, I'm much more persuaded by like the the neg experts on this topic. And the F are largely seeming to be people who are like, like, very like, like, just like, taking the the morally like right sounding position with less of like a rigorous defense of why that is, you know, either effective
1: or good. And, and so on top of all of those, uh, you know, sort of qualification concerns, uh, substantive concerns, like then you price in the sort of prisoner's dilemma stuff, again, into these topics. And I still think it leans NEG because I can much more plausibly see like a coherent way in which states disarm their nuclear weapons. But I, I just have no idea how you would enforce, you know, a wholesale legal ban across every state for every type of lethal autonomous weapon. Like the NEG cards that are just like, literally what is the difference between an unmanned aerial vehicle, like a drone, that has to be human controlled versus like one that has AI inside of it that can like selectively target. Like, how do you possibly regulate that? How can you tell? Like, what's the difference between, you know a driverless car, like a self-driving car that, you know, just fer- ferries you from one location to the other and a self-driving car with a machine gun on top of it, that just like wildly shoots into a crowd. Like, you know, it, how do you regulate that sort of stuff? And, and once those I think are brought back in I, I think this again starts leading back more towards the negative.
0: This by the way, I think is a very good strategy for the negative and cross-examination is pressing the F on these questions of like, fringe examples of things that may or may not be LAWs. Because I think either way the F goes, they get in trouble, right? Either they're like, ah, eh, not all of the things count as LAWs, in which case they're raising major circumvention problems, right? Like we have a, a robot that shoots whatever it sees as a human and we've got a person like technically supervising it. Like there's a person who's just like looking at her monitor and like could potentially say no, no. Um, in which case, like, does that really stop any of the impacts? Maybe, maybe not. And you got good, you know, after them solve questions. Or if the app tries to be very comprehensive, like, oh, we ban everything that like has the hint of an LAW to it. Uh, so as to claim they definitely solve. Um, now you've got very real concerns. I mean, like the negative authors that are just, like these are super overbroad, you're killing everything that could possibly be like a potentially good technology. When in reality, the things that are potentially, you know, harmful, are just like a very small subset of them that are already covered by laws that exist. Uh, and then very broadband is like even harder to all the like, you crowd out positive benefits of technology, that sort of thing, and so either way the app goes, you're gonna you're gonna be in a sticky situation, and so I think you know pressing the app on how you effectively you know draw those lines is a, a very good point um, to start cross-ex with in a lot of rounds.
1: All right, cool. So uh, when we come back, we'll do our conclusion segment. All right. Well, that's our episode. Um, You know, maybe this was helpful, maybe not. At the very least, I think it forces you to think more deeply about the questions that I think are often neglected. And so even if they don't, I think, directly translate to arguments that you make, I think there are things that you sort of should consider if you want to sort of get the most out of this topic. And if you want to adapt to nails as the judge, because there's a good chance you'll get them at some point in time. Um, And so... Also please submit your uh, episode suggestions and your mailbag questions or your feedback with us that the form that's linked in the description. Um, thanks again to Victory Briefs for sponsoring this episode. And now uh, you know, we have a brief media recommendation which I'm sure that you all have seen at this point in time um, but I have to recommend it mostly to Nails uh, who still hasn't seen it yet. And that's the show, The Queen's Gambit. It's a Netflix miniseries that tracks Beth Harmon as she progresses uh, you know, through her journey to become a chess uh, world champion and I think this is the show that just like got me back into chess and certainly it got a lot of other people back into chess. I think there's something now called the Queen's Gambit Effect, which has seen a massive surge in chess.com memberships. Um, chess stores are now sold out of their chess sets and pieces because so many people are getting back into chess as a result of the show. Um, and for me, like I've, I've just now been watching a ton of GM Hikaru streams on Twitch and YouTube because I've just gotten really back into chess even though I'm still very, very bad at it and try to learn. Um, but I thought the show was like, really good. I think Chris, you've seen it too, right?
2: Yeah, I've seen it. And I, you also don't need to know anything about chess to really enjoy the show. I've played chess maybe twice in my entire life and thought it was a, it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of funny here because between the three of us, Nails is certainly the one that plays the most chess. I mean, his puzzle's rating is very high. You've even played with, like, Wesley So, uh, you know, the, what, American number three?
0: Yeah, Wesley So and I um, partnered up to play Bug House before on chess.com. That was pretty
1: fun. Have I've you, you even beaten him. Oh, well, that's... Yeah. Well, oh in bug house though yeah yes in bug house oh, okay yeah i was i was like if you've beaten him in a regular chess game like what are you doing oh, here Oh, you should oh, just Lord, play, no.
0: play um... play chess professionally
1: i mean <laughs> he, he's that's like, like
0: che- 2.8k right now isn't
1: he um but either way really cool um and and despite the fact that Nails is the one that sits the most away with chess he's also the one that hasn't seen the show except for half of episode one where he fell asleep halfway through um and missed the rest of it which is like so well, upsetting but you can't you watch it
2: I think maybe that there's a correlation there because he's more into chess. He's like more wary that the show is going to really be hard to watch.
1: No, that can't wrong. be it. because because all all of the chess players online, like all the chess streamers, which by the way, they're like an absurd number of chess streamers. I did not know that that many people mm. cared. Um, but all of the chess streamers loved the show. Like most of them have watched it twice. Uh, they've reviewed it on their streams. They've talked about how great it is for promoting chess, and they talked about how accurate it is. I mean, like it is an incredibly accurate show because the main consultant on the show is Gary yep. Kasparov. You know, the world. And every,
2: world. I believe, every game that's played is based on a real game. Like a real yeah, game. and if
1: it and if it's modified, it's modified by Gary Kasparov to make the game more yeah. interesting. Um, so little
0: little fact that's debate related about Gary Kasparov is somewhere around twenty seventeen. I think it was the University yes. of Kentucky was the first first team to do this. But like the the new Democracy Impact card that everyone's been reading has been like Kasparov seventeen for a while now. <laughs> That is Gary Kasparov, the former yeah. world champion chess player. After he left chess, he uh, left, ch- left chess. He went into politics, and has written a lot of pro-democracy cards. I think he's very critical of Russia, the the you know country that he formerly played for. He, he,
2: he like left the he like left the country, like defected and stuff, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Pe- people have been reading this Gary Kasparov democracy impact card for years, not realizing that it is from the former world chess champion. Like, not that that's super relevant to the quals, but I always thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, if you, if, you, if you see the Kisparov card, that's, that's scary. I,
2: I have one more uh, media recommendation that I think fewer people have probably seen because it's really hard to get. It's on like Apple Plus or whatever, Apple TV. Anyone heard of the show Ted Lasso? Okay, so no. it is the best show ever based on a commercial, which I know <laughs> is like a Barry like, low bar. But there was a Super Bowl commercial a couple years ago, and this, this is based on it. It's an uh, American college football coach who gets hired to coach a Premier League team, like soccer team in England. And it's super good, very enjoyable, very light. It's kind of cheesy, but it's really, really good. I would, my, I would recommend.
0: Um, my recommendation, I guess, would be related to, to Larry's, which is, let's say you've already watched Queen's Gambit and you're getting back into chess. My recommendation is looking into chess variants. I love, love me a good chess variant. Um, the two I would recommend are um, Bug House Chess and Crazy House Chess. Um, Bug House is two-on-two chess, where um, you're playing versus one opponent and you have a teammate who's playing versus another opponent. And if either of you checkmates, you win. And the big difference is if you capture one of your opponent's pieces, you get to pass it to your teammate. And they can just drop it anywhere on the board, literally anywhere. The only restraint is you can't put pawns directly in the eighth rank and like auto queen them. Um, and it's a lot. It, it's got more of all the good things about chess and fewer of the bad things. You know, there's less like boring opening theory. There's essentially zero draws. There's never an end game where you just got like one pawn moving around because pieces never leave the board. They just you know move between boards. And it's a lot more aggressive. There's a lot more queen sacrifices and like bold attacking lines. And so like everything, people I think like about chess and like, like spectating my chess, I think is just like magnified by that context. And then crazy house is like the one person variant of that, where it's, you're playing one-on-one, but you still get the dropping pieces aspect where when you capture a piece, you get to drop it back on the board. And so it adds a lot more aggression and a lot less like boring in-game stalemate positions. And so for example, I was just actually just playing in the, the chess.com bug house world championships in the U 2000 division recently. And that was, that was a, a whole lot of fun. Um, won sixteen bucks. In fact, uh, we came in. I third. think he made it to semifinals. Um, is that correct? Yeah, like the yeah. Second we, seed. Or? Yeah, we 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 were uh, second place.
1: All righty. Well, that's our episode. We'll see you next time.